Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about what real hope looks like. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. Now, I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about what hope is and why we need it. And we're going to need more than a simple definition here. Because hope is such a central concept in God's word, yet it runs entirely contrary to our nature. You see, the more we know, the more we see, the more we feel, the more likely we are to lose hope. And I don't mean to sound like a pessimist, and I'm fortunate enough to still be somewhat ignorant of the hopelessness of this world. I still see things as pretty good. But we can listen to people like Solomon, who had all the wisdom and money and power he could want. And he came to this conclusion that everything was hopeless. Yeah, that's the whole story of Ecclesiastes. Everything is vanity. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 5, starting in verse 8, If you see the oppression of the poor and the violent perversion of justice and righteousness in a province, do not marvel at the matter. For high official watches over high official, and higher officials are over them. Moreover, the profit of the land is for all, even the king is served from the field. He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them. So what profit have the owners except to see them with their own eyes? The sleep of a laboring man is sweet whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not permit him to sleep. There is a severe evil which I have seen under the sun, Solomon writes, riches kept for their owner to his hurt, but those riches perish through misfortune. When he begets a son, there is nothing in his hand. As he came from his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came. And he shall take nothing from his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. You know, when you get a good look at it, this world seems hopeless. Good people are hurt and mocked, while evil men rise to power and prominence. Hard-earned wealth is squandered. No one is remembered when they die, for very long at least. And all of your labor is going towards things that will crumble and fall. That makes you want to wake up in the morning and get to it, right? Even today, you ask the rich and the powerful if they are satisfied, and they say no. There's always going to be another dollar to chase, a little more knowledge to grasp for, maybe a little more power you can reach for. Al Killeen, one of the great baseball players of all time, an outfielder uh, for the Detroit Tigers, was entered into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and they had a, a dinner for him. It was attended by some 2,500 people, you know, his fans, and he was introduced with this long litany of accomplishments. And as, as he approached the podium to make his remarks, the crowd stands up for a standing ovation. But during the course of that speech, at the height of his career, this is what he said. There must be something more to life than this. Chasing a lot of fly balls, getting a lot of base hits, making more money than you can spend. There has to be something more than that. And wise men like Solomon warn that everything we see is meaningless. It's like chasing after the wind. The more we grow in our understanding of this world, the more we will realize that. Hope runs contrary to what we see around us. Yet the Bible calls us to tremendous hope. Even on 
the other side of the cross. The psalmist knew that to know God meant he had to have hope. He wrote, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. Psalm 42, verse 5. It didn't come naturally for him, but he looked in the mirror and he told himself he had to have hope. Even though he felt cast down, he needed to hope in God, and he was going to keep reminding himself of that. And on our side of the cross, hope is the central focus of our faith. Sometimes we get caught up in the periphery, that we forget that uh, hope is so paramount to what we believe, but our faith and the scriptures are both dedicated to hope. Just so you know, I'm not pulling that out of thin air. Look at Romans 15, 4. Paul writes, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. You know, this book has a purpose, and it is to give and sustain our hope. There are stories of endurance in the scriptures. There are words of encouragement, but the way these stories and these words actually make a difference in our lives is by fostering hope. Hope is what keeps us going. It's what tells Christians who are tortured for their faith in the New Testament all the way up to today to keep going. It's what tells us uh, who struggle with sin to keep fighting. It's what tells grieving parents and spouses to endure. It's hope that fuels Christian perseverance. You see, a lot of people confuse hope and faith with blind, wishful thinking. Ordinarily, when we express hope, we're expressing uncertainty. But that's not the distinctive biblical meaning of hope. Biblical hope is a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. Biblical hope not only desires something good for the future, It expects it to happen. And it not only expects it to happen, it is confident that it will happen. Christian perseverance isn't just gritting our teeth and enduring this world despite all the odds. It's knowing that our perseverance is worth it because of the tremendous hope that we find in the Bible. And that, in fact, is why Jesus came. The scriptures tell us, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. It's all about hope. Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or by the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. From the very beginning, faith, scripture, and hope have all been inseparable. No matter how dark and unjust the world looks outside our window, Christians must have hope. If we want to know God, we must have hope. If we want to understand scripture, we must have hope. We must confidently expect that the darkness of this world is temporary. And we must look in the mirror as the psalmist did and say, hope in God. That runs contrary to our nature and it even runs contrary to what we see around us. But that kind of faithful hope is the core of who God wants us to be. 
That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and studying God's word with you next time. Thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word. And I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think that it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, whether that's Spotify or YouTube. It helps us reach more and more people with the message of Jesus every day. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.